It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast, David Locke, along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz fall to the Philadelphia 76ers by a final score of 107-86. Game was not that close, about 11, and the Jazz hit a three to open up the third. They got it inside single digits, and the uh, Sixers went on a run and then never got it inside single digits again, so not a particularly close game. But let's start the story of the night for Jazz fans will be the shove and the flop and the block and the trash talk. So Donovan Mitchell, who did struggle all night going to the rim against Embiid, as did most of the Jazz, got his shot blocked. Embiid then taunted him while he was on the ground, and Donovan Mitchell came up and shoved him going the other way. Embiid completely lured him into it, so Embiid was ready and flopped like a good soccer player would and uh, from the Cameroon and went down. And uh, at first I actually thought Donovan had, like, really hammered him, and then I saw the replay. So what's your thought on the Donovan Mitchell shove? Don't have a problem with it at all. Because it shows that some toughness, first of all, and, and then he's not going to be, you know, pushed around. And, and it just shows that he can that he can uh, get an attitude about something. I didn't have a problem with that at all. I did I, have I particularly a problem don't with have, the taunting, I, though. I particularly don't have a problem with it if it's because it was a 13-point game. Yeah. Right? Like, if it's a one-point game, we probably can discuss whether he yeah. lost his cool. But we the Jazz weren't going to win that game at that point. So I particularly don't mind it and actually kind of like it. In that sense. I, I totally agree. At first I thought it was a punch, but once I saw it was a push, and, and then I really got upset with the flop. Six, seven-footers, 260 pounds, and that push throws him on the floor. I, I, that's just bothering Well, the me. only comment I made about that is he has been youthful, he has been jovial, he has been fun. Joel Embiid, we're speaking of his entire early run of his NBA career. He is also going to be a superstar. And those things have to go away when you're a superstar. There's your response. You MB, yes. Right? yes. Yes. He is going to be one of the 10 best players in the NBA. And so at that point, some of the antics have to disappear. I told you, Sam, just grow up yeah. and, and be the man and, and be uh, the player. Because you're going to be great. Exactly. And, and start to lead by some examples because this is a very young basketball team. You know, J.J. Redick is, is really uh, walked into, I think, something that's going to be special here. But I totally agree with you. Grow up, be a man, and, and uh, be the player that you can be in this league. Yeah, the only thing that's going to prevent the 76ers from going where they think they're going is personalities. Yeah. Does Ben Simmons have the capability to lead? I've heard mixed reports on that, but he's just a kid, so that's unfair. And does Joel Embiid have a chance to mature? And he's just a kid, so who knows? Those, those are the two questions. There's not a talent question left on either of these two kids. I think they got all the pieces in place. Uh, maybe... Uh, a, a backup center, if they can find one. And I know they're not using Okafor, and maybe they're trying to move him. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I oh, think. Oh, you're sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you know they got pieces in place, and this team can only get better. So the Jazz offensively without Rudy Gobert have been really good until tonight. What was the difference tonight? Well, uh, points in the paint, obviously. Uh, ben Simmons getting to the basket and not having any rim protection. Uh, what the Jazz gave up 66 points in the paint tonight, and a lot of that was because of Ben, ben Simmons took one shot outside of, uh, outside the paint. He's only made 10 field goals all season outside of the paint. Wow. That's One of remarkable. them tonight. And it, he didn't make it either. No, he hooked the one that I gave him credit for one outside the paint tonight. Oh, the little jump push, yeah. push shot. Okay, he's, something he's 10 like of that. 29 he, outside the paint this yeah. year. Well, and that's uh, – if, if he's going to be – 
the player that they're comparing him to, that they think that he's Magic Johnson, then he's going to have to learn to develop a little, that little reliable push shot. You know, Magic got to the point where he could make that shot. And, so, and, and I think this kid has a lot of talent. Woo. He has a ton of talent. I don't know if you have, I know we had a replay on TV, David, that every last one of his shot was with the right hand. He's a left-hander. Every last one of those shots with the right hand in the paint, around the little jump hooks, layups, was with the right hand. Unbelievable. Well, that's a huge discussion of whether or not he's shooting his long-range shots with the wrong hand, Ron. Yeah, that just might be the case then. I mean, that's know? a huge discussion. Yeah. They somehow, the 76ers somehow have two number one picks mm-hmm. who may be shooting with their wrong hands. Markel Fultz also. Huh, I'll be. Okay. So, or at least Markel Fultz is now shooting with the other hand. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Uh, from a Jazz standpoint, so... Last time we played the 76ers, they didn't have Joel Embiid. But what they did defensively is they went under everything. They forced the Jazz. The Jazz took the most amount of twos, not in the restricted area they have all season long. And they did it again tonight. Now, with Embiid, it makes a lot of sense. But really, there's something to what the Sixers are doing defensively where they don't leave the shooters and then they force you into this mid-range paint game that is really a bad combination for the Jazz offensively. Well, I I thought really that the Jazz should have played faster tonight. I thought that would have eliminated some of that if they would have played faster, but they did not play faster. They were getting, uh, as you mentioned, uh, playing the the game that Philadelphia wanted them to play. And I I thought if they would have played faster, would have picked up things, and maybe they would have got into a rhythm to the point because those shots just was not falling tonight. And and I know Rodney Hood was trying very, very hard to make it happen. So was was Donovan uh, up what Rubio led them in scoring the first half, but they just so the defensive scheme for Philadelphia was something was good, but I thought the Jazz could have played faster. What have you seen out of Royce O'Neal? Got some time on this trip and maybe has a possibility to be working his way into the rotation with some of the struggles some of the other guys are having. Well, he has hustle. Uh, I, I think he's fearless. That's for sure, and and. Maybe he's going to get to the point where he can start getting some time to the point where he can work himself into the rotation. He, he's, he can handle the basketball. Uh, I don't know where his minutes would come from or in front of who, but if he, if he, he made his first three tonight too. You know, that was something we discussed. So I don't know, David. It's awfully hard to, to say with this team how good are we. Uh, I think we're going to have our moments on the offensive end throughout the year, but – I don't know how good we really are. Well, that is Ron Boone. I'm David Locke. No questions tonight because just the way we're situated, we can't see the screen. So we'll be back with you on the floor Wednesday as the Jazz get ready to play the Chicago Bulls. Home front Wednesday and Saturday. Tickets available for both and plus holiday packages are available at utahjazz.com. This has been postcast live on Facebook at Utah Jazz as well as on Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.